0: So how often does this happen to you? You create a to-do list first thing in the morning, and it just keeps growing and growing throughout the day. By the end of the day, you look down and you've crossed out four things, but you've added like 10. And so you start the next day with this overwhelming list that just continues to grow. And you're overwhelmed. You can't reach your deadlines. People just keep piling up expectations and more work on you. And then you start spiraling because it feels impossible to catch up. In today's episode, we'll talk about how setting yourself up with a realistic workload and overcoming the guilt of getting behind will help you to be more productive. Welcome to Empowering Productivity, the podcast that empowers you to break the mental chains that keep you from producing. Here are your hosts, Keely and Austin Reason. Hi, so today we're talking about setting expectations at the start of your week. One thing that Austin and I do is we sit down every single Monday morning as much as we can remember to do this and we look at the week ahead. We look at what we have to do for our family on our family calendar as well as all the client work that has to be done, um, other expectations. That we have on us, and we start creating our to-do list. Of course, those to-do lists do actually grow every single day. It can become a little bit overwhelming, especially when you brought into the week things from the week before. So, Austin, um, for you, how has that ha- helped you? Like, I know we've only been doing this consistently for a few weeks, but
1: well, I, I don't even know if that's true. We we did it before in the past. And then we kind of got away from it as you do. And we kept coming back around to a point where you were trying to accomplish this list. I was trying to accomplish this list. Our kids have a schedule. The school has a schedule. The band has, you know, everybody has a schedule. Everybody has a deadline. And so getting all of that together onto one page for me is, is a big, you know, I'm a to-do list guy. And so putting it all down on paper in one place as well as um, marking up the calendar and saying, you can't schedule a, a one o'clock meeting on Friday because you've got to take the kids to the thing. Uh, that's a huge help to just say, you know, here here is my week. Here's the workload.
0: Yeah, and I don't know that I need that quite as much as you, but... You don't, I, and uh, that's
1: okay. <laughs> we but work it's okay.
0: Well. Um, actually, I have found that knowing other people's schedule especially people that are helping me, whether it's you or other people. Um, here are five. We have a lot of people that work with us that are contractors, they're freelancers, and kind of just knowing what's on their task list for the week, at least with the work I've given them, does help me to not be that I, overwhelming client to them.
1: I hear you say that on a regular basis to, to somebody on the team. Like, so, so what does your week look like? You know, what is it that you have on your plate already? You say it to me all the time. And uh, just kind of getting things in sync and setting that expectation, for me, goes a long way.
0: Well, the other thing that helps me do is that it's very easy, especially for certain personalities, to way overcommit. Oh, yeah. It is so easy. And especially if I've identified somebody in my life, whether it's on the team or wherever, that tends to overcommit Mm -hmm. Like I know the workflows, then I am going to look at their list and go, okay, this is not reasonable for them to take on anymore. If I give them any more, they're going to say yes because they don't want to say no. Um, But I want to help other people manage their own expectations, which is such a difficult thing to do, especially if you are new to working for yourself or being a production based job. Where yeah. you have to do that
1: with so many more people working from home without that direct oversight and and having to, you know, set their own agenda and schedule and work hours and, and combine that with their kids school hours or maybe uh, their their spouse's hours or whatnot, um, being able to uh, get a handle on what is a realistic workload for a given time period, you know, a day, a week, a month whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, you've helped me tremendously in saying, Hey, why don't you back that deadline up a week? Because you know, you feel like you can do it right now because it's the only thing you're looking at <laughs> when you, when you take into account everything else on your plate, there's no way that's going to get done by Monday. Why don't you say Wednesday? Why don't you say the following Monday? Um, and, and then, uh, you, you've set up a better expectation on yourself as well as your client. And that kind of brings me, me around to one of the questions I wanted to ask is, you know, how do you, how do you balance and manage your client's expectations with your own? Because wh- what I suffer from is I want to fix your thing and I want to fix it now. And sometimes that's not realistic.
0: Well, first of all, you have to think about other contexts in your life. How often, unless you're going to Walmart and buying something, how often do you walk into a store or into a situation where you get the thing right away? Like, we recently bought furniture, and I didn't know this when we went to buy furniture, but there was, like, this huge backload of uh, distribution, whether it, was oh, it wasn't yeah. made or whatever. So we bought this furniture for the first time in our lives. It took us, what, four weeks to get it delivered?
1: And 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 those were, like, we were lucky, to oh, get yeah, it in we that were really frame. lucky. People were saying, you know, oh, six months, six months at the least.
0: We made decision to buy those couches based on when the production was right. going to be because some <laughs> we, stuff wasn't going to come till we, January. We got the
1: power recliners simply because they would get here in four weeks and the manual recliners that we actually wanted were going to take 12 weeks. So he's like, I guess we're going to be power recliner people now. So, yeah.
0: So that's part of what you have to do is you have to think about in other situations, like we have to wait. While the world will tell us everything, every customer, every person wants their thing and they want it now, not every industry is conducive to that. So what's your industry? Well, we're website developers and website managers and we we do content and we do all things like that and we do the best we can to work with people and what they need. Obviously, nobody wants to wait around for six months for furniture or a website. We kind of need it now, but at the same time... It's not going to hurt them if you have to deliver a week or two later than what they've requested it. So twenty four hour turnaround is just not realistic for most stuff right. that we do in our business.
1: And and you know something that uh, that took me a while to get used to was the idea of not uh, not estimating a delivery time on a project, but estimating a delivery time for our business. To deliver that project, because those are two different things. You know, it, it maybe, maybe it's going to take you a week to do fill in the blank, whatever the task is. But if you have eight other things that you have to get done for other clients, or even for the same client, before that thing can can be done, whether it's because, you know, this comes before that in the process, or because uh, they were in line first, you know, all those kinds of things. And you have to manage those, as well as how long, you know, how long will it take me to do this thing? And how much do I have in front of that? And, and adding those together, or for that matter, adding in the third factor, the stuff you didn't know that you were going to have to do next week, (laughs) the, the fires that come up that you have to put out inevitably. So when, um, what do you do though, when you've, you've set an expectation, maybe it was realistic, maybe it wasn't. And then, you don't meet that expectation or you're, you find yourself procrastinating. What do you do then?
0: Well, I mean, this happens all the time to people because I think that there's this guilt factor that starts to grow when you told somebody a deadline, like, I think I can get it done in seven days. And then you start looking around you're like, there is no way on earth I can get this done in seven days. Right. That, It doesn't always mean you didn't even start on it. We deal with this all the time. We hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. So we'll start working on somebody's project and we get to a point where we have to wait. Well, you have to change that expectation with that person, with the client, and let them know we hit this roadblock. Unfortunately, I don't know at this point how long it's gonna take and I'm gonna try and get it for you. But the other problem that we end up having is that guilt grows because now we're like, oh, no, we said they were, we were going to be able to do this for them, and now we're not, and now they're waiting on us, and they really need it, and now I feel guilty. I didn't get it to them. And so then you kind of don't even want to talk to them. You don't right. really want to check in with them because then you don't want to explain yourself to them like, oh, this is why it's not happening. Um, I find that most of the time people respond well. Like, you know, even if they're upset, kind of, oh, well, there's nothing that can really be done at this point. We aim to find clients that have patience and forgiveness, and if they don't, then maybe they're not the right client for us. And that right. is absolutely okay to say. We are at this stage in our lives. Whether you are a freelancer, a contractor, you're working for a boss, um, you are working for yourself, whatever there, you know, the expectations may not be realistic. And if you're working with someone who does not understand that it is impossible to always gauge how long it will take you to do something, then they may not, you may not be in the right place for them.
1: You know what? Let me ask you this. In, the, in, in your experience, the times where you've had to do that, you've had to go back to a client and say, like, we're not going to meet the deadline. What do most clients say? Do, do most of them, if you, if you go to them and you say, we said we were going to have it Monday, it looks like it's going to be Wednesday, have their reactions been predominantly positive or negative?
0: Well, if they're a client that has worked with me for a while, they're like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. If they're a brand new client, I'm always like more worried, like, oh, are we going to lose them? Sometimes we do, but most of the time they are okay with it. They're they're willing to wait for quality. Right. But if they're not, you know, and I, I think of it like this. So I buy a lot of stuff on Amazon because the. Delivery time is two days. And most things I can't wait or don't want to wait two weeks for it to get here. Mm -hmm. So I don't always go to a retailer's online shop for that reason. Well, Amazon and their infrastructure is bigger and that's fine. But not every client is like that. And you just have to be willing to let them know. Now, if you are in a situation where you're a freelancer and you're working for someone, or maybe you're working from home as a boss, it is a little more difficult, but you have to let them know this is reality. You don't know what's happening, especially when you're working from home.
1: Yeah. And I I would say that, uh, when you feel that, that guilt spiral happening, you know, like, um, it's not going to be done on time. So then you feel guilty, which means then you procrastinate, which means then you, then you're making it worse. Then you feel more guilty. Instead of doing that, instead of riding the, the guilt spiral down, break it up by communicating with the, with the person, you know, the client, the boss, whoever it is, and adjust the expectation and say, you know what, here, here's what's going on. And like you said, you know, we ran into this roadblock or, uh, you know, something popped up that we didn't expect or whatever the time, you know, the, the difficulty is and lay that out. And if you adjust the expectation, then you haven't, broken the expectation you you just you've adjusted it in time you know if you wait until 3 days after the deadline and then you say well guess what it's going to be an extra week that's not going to work as well but i know that uh, in conversations that i've heard you have conversations that i've had if i've gone in ahead of time and said here's what's happening most people are very understanding and then all the guilt goes away which generally means you're going to end up getting it done faster because you you broke the guilt spiral. So um, I think one thing that uh, that I've heard described over the years that that helps me with uh, with the workload coming in the the scenario you described at the top, right? You start the the day with a to do list that's ten items long, and at the end of the day, none of those ten got done, but five more got added on, right? So now. It, it's beginning to snowball on you. I've heard people describe sort of a, a prioritization matrix, which sounds really awesome, but it's just it's just a grid, right? And you have urgent and important. And you, you align those in such a way that you have things that are yes or no on those two things, right? So you have things that are urgent and important. You gotta get those done. Those need to go to the top of your to-do list. You have things that uh, seem urgent, but are not really important, right? That's the the fire that suddenly comes up, and you think, "Oh, I got to fix that now." But if you think about it, it will not impact anything if that waits a few days while you're doing other stuff that is important, right? You have things that are important but not urgent. So again, those those can go further down the list. And then the last thing is not important, not urgent. You know, like bottom of your to do list. So if you can if you can set things up that, in that way realistically, and then you know arrange your to-do list based on those priorities. Um, it can just, it can just help out, uh, a whole lot when everything starts to pile up.
0: The other thing you have to do is not let somebody else determine for you what's urgent and important.
1: This is very true.
0: And that is difficult when you have because there are plenty of people that you will work with that will make you think that their thing has to be done immediately and right away. And whether they mean to or not, they're kind of pushing you to put their thing ahead of whatever else your priorities or tasks are. And if you are working for a client, so you're working like you're working for yourself, you're a contractor, freelancer, small business, or whatever, you have to be the one to make decisions every day about what's most important. What client has been waiting the longest? Mm -hmm. uh, I need to get started on theirs. This person thinks that their problem is more important than everyone else because they needed it yesterday. Well, that's their problem. That's right.
1: Well, just before we close out, we wanted to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by R5 Website Management. That is us. That is our business. Uh, It's what we do. We offer all kinds of amazing services to help your small business and its online presence, whether that's search engine optimization, its content creation, uh, anything that we can do to help your business reach the, the right clients for you. So if you're in that position, you're looking for a little bit of help, uh, stop by r5websitemanagement.com and drop us a line there. Let us know how we can help you out and uh, move your business forward.
0: All right. And so just to kind of wrap this up with, you know, you can set your realistic goals and your realistic schedule for every week and clients are going to come in or things are going to happen and you're going to have to readjust. So I recommend that you stay fluid, move your deadlines, keep telling people what changed and then get help. And that help can be in your household, it can be asking someone else that's living with you or a partner or someone to help you get things done, or it can be like hiring uh, out some work that seems to always be getting left behind. And there are plenty of ways to do that. So that's my encouragement for you guys.